fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It is a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week, trying to start off a brand new week the best way we know possibly how to do, which is right here on this program. So welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio TV plus the live streaming we have as well in the podcast thereafter. We appreciate you. Hopefully you had a great weekend. It was a big one. Big weekend. I was super excited. I actually feel productive this weekend. It was the first weekend in a while where I actually felt productive. We got a lot done with the issue we talked about last week at the house. We got some of that kind of worked out. I got some stuff done on the house and the Hoosier Media Network studio. So that's really good. I feel accomplished. I feel good to go. And we're ready to make another week happen. So welcome into the show. We got a lot to get to today. And there's a heck of a lot of news. It's funny how we try and come back from a week and we're trying to like slowly move in, slowly transition into the work week again. But oh no. Oh, no, they come out with the guns blazing, and that's what we have to do as well. So we'll get to all of that and more. Your Millennial General reporting for duty again, as we do every single day. So welcome in, you Hoosier-holics, you crazy individuals, you. Thanks for hanging out with us. we got a lot to. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Annalisa Pasek, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. She'll be joining us. She is a writer for The New American, and she is uh, talking about Missouri and their stance to try and do, uh, to defend the Second Amendment in the state of Missouri, making it a sanctuary, a gun sanctuary in the state of Missouri. So we'll chat with her at the bottom of the hour. Very important, as Joe Biden has now shifted focus, apparently, from the climate change initiative to the gun confisca- uh, confiscation initiative. So uh, that's a big radar. A lot of people are really focused on it. Many states are trying to work on becoming a sanctuary state for firearms. So we'll talk with Annalisa coming up at the bottom of the hour. have to give just a quick personal update. I was really excited. I officially taught my little one how to play checkers over the weekend. Oh, yes. She is a little voice for reason, six years old, and she wanted to play. And she was uh, – t- uh, what I really like is that she likes to roughhouse. Kind of – I mean, she is very much into the roughhousing. She likes to – I showed her some boxing moves, showed her how to defend herself. We already taught her that if someone tries to kidnap her or grab her, what to do. So we've been practicing that as well, how to hit, how to punch, how to scream and kick and go nuts. So that's really good. I feel very proud about that, my little girl. So that way I feel a little more comfortable – with her doing her thing but then also she wanted to play barbies and she wants to play tea sets and uh, we do that but then i said you know what i think we need to play a new game she loves board games loves board games so i brought out the checker set it's a checker and a chess set together but i i put the chess piece she's like what's that i said you will learn that very soon uh because you know eighth grade chess champion right here that's what you're looking at what can i say just (laughs) just throwing it out there but i said we're gonna learn how to play checkers and i beat her first couple rounds but she is uh, starting to catch on so i'm now teaching the little one how to play checkers and i think it's an extremely important to learn how to play that because that way um you can learn another aspect i guess i don't know do any does anybody even play checkers anymore or is that kind of an old-fashioned thing andy it's not a video game what are you talking about i know So I'm curious on how many people actually play checkers, but I'm excited that I actually taught her. What I am finding disturbing, though, is the entertainment for children is starting to go to the wayside. It's starting to really take a dive pretty badly 
actually. It's pretty concerning to me with how severely the agenda-driven cartoons are today for young children. We were watching some movies. We watched a few different movies over the weekend, and we watched Mowgli, the, the person live person action Jungle Book. It was okay. Wasn't necessarily a huge fan of it, but it was on Disney+. Plus. We have Disney+, Plus, so we watched that. And I was like, all right, that's cool. We were watching some other shows, but as we were watching that, I got a text message from a friend in Ohio, and he's got some kids right around the same age as our little voice of reason, talking about a new cartoon that's out that is driving a political agenda. And it was ironic because I saw that text and I kind of looked into it the exact same time that I saw the headline from The Muppets and how, remember The Muppets? My The Muppets from like our generation. I mean, I think they were even older than like me, and I loved The Muppets as a kid. Muppets Treasure Island, greatest movie. Muppets Christmas Carol, greatest Christmas Carol story of out of all of them, in my opinion. I love them. They're fantastic. Well, apparently, The Muppets Show is now deemed offensive content according to Disney. I know. I know. And I'm trying to remember. Now, I didn't get to watch a whole lot, and I wasn't necessarily into the Muppets all the time. I really liked the Muppets Treasure Island. I liked the Muppets Christmas Carol. And then I liked, I had it on VHS, and actually a little voice of reason has it now, and she watches it all the time. And it's like a, a combo of like 10 different skits from the Muppets on a movie that's just kind of a compilation of different stories and, and different things. Those were about the only three that I cared for. I never really watched the Muppets movie. I never really watched the other Muppet shows, but I enjoyed the Muppets. I liked it. It was fun. It was entertaining. But how was it offend? I'm trying to remember. Was there some sort of political agenda? Was there some sort of political ideology from not just the Muppets, or from cartoons of my generation at all? I'm trying to because I don't know that there was. I really don't know that there was a big agenda-driven. Here's a point we're trying to get to you. Now there's always some a little bit for children, especially little children, where it's. Learning to be more, you know, nice to your parents, learning to share, learning to be respectful to elders, learning to be all you can be and that you can do anything you want to under the American dream. I mean, there's always some type of lesson somewhere. But trying to drive home a political message, trying to drive home an agenda, I don't know that there was one. I don't know that it was there. I don't remember it being there unless I was just a child and I was oblivious to it because I am kind of a gullible, oblivious kind of guy at times. I'm a blonde. What do you expect? But I don't know that there was really an agenda-driven mindset. Now, I do. Captain Planet, I think, was about the only one because it was about environmentalism. But Captain Planet was kind of cool. And there were the four, the water, fire, air, and wind or whatever, and the Captain Planet tried to save the planets. And, okay, cool. You know what? That's very evident. It's very obvious. It's very out there in front of you. You know what you're getting with it, and then you can move on as you deem. And I liked Captain Planet. That was pretty cool. Not as cool as like Captain America, because Captain America was Captain America. That was his thing. But Captain Planet was about the only one that was there was really a political agenda behind it. Other than that, it was good in the good old days when it was good guy fights bad guy, good guy wins at the end of the day. That was the agenda. That's as far as it went. Now, I'm curious as to how the Muppets were deemed offensive. According to Disney, the program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and they're wrong now, according to the message embedded before users they get to, before they get to watch the show. Now, at least they're not banning the Muppets. They're just putting the disclaimer on there. 
According to Disney, they released a statement saying, quote, rather than remove the content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create more, uh, create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. All right, that's cool. And if you do notice, and one thing that's kind of cool about Disney is that they do shows and movies from different parts of the world. You have Moana that's down there in the Hawaiian Islands. You have Jungle Book that's over in India area. You have Frozen that's up in the Nordic lands. You have uh, trying to, I don't know, Mary Poppins that's over in in England, apparently. I mean, you have different places from all over the world. And they really try and do really well, I think, trying to catch the mindset of different parts of the world which is kind of neat. And I've always kind of enjoyed that. You learn a little bit of culture from them. But then they really drive home the political agenda, which I'm not a fan of, especially from Disney, because Disney is very far left. So they're not banning it, but they're putting on the just the disclaimer, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people from other cultures. I'm curious as to who. So I went through the list of, Dis- of Muppets characters, and I'm trying to figure out who they're actually making fun of here. I mean, are they making fun of, like, the 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 Smurfs with Gonzo? I mean, I guess the only one they're really making fun of would be the Swedish cook. <laughs> now, if that's offensive, give me a break, man. That was one of my favorite characters. Or, I mean, Beaker. I'm trying to understand how this is offensive in any way, shape, or form. Because outside of really the Swedish guy, there's not a whole lot of actual characters that are like from certain specific cultures. You have Rizzo the Rat. Was he supposed to be like a like a dirty New Yorker or something? I don't know. I'm I don't understand I don't understand how this is offensive. And then there's a whole lot of Muppets characters that I actually just don't even know or have ever seen before. But outside of, like, Gonzo, Kermit the Frog, I mean, the fact that he's with Miss Piggy, is that a depiction of, like, I don't know, overweight women or something? Like, I don't know. She's bossy and she's a pig, so it's funny! I don't know who relates to that. I don't know anybody that's related that's similar to that in any way, shape, or form. But I, it's funny. It, how is that supposed to be culturally inappropriate? On the other hand, the new cartoons today that are all about the flash and about the, the 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 choreography or about the digital stuff, they really take it to a new level. And this was texted to me by a friend over the weekend as well, and it's a show called Rainbow Rangers. It's on Nick Jr., which means it's really for like kids six and under, really. Uh, but it's the subliminal messaging that's not really subliminal. It really is like in your face. And... So I did a little research, and I watched one episode, just part of one. I couldn't even finish the whole thing. I watched one episode of Rainbow Rangers. Never heard of the show. A little voice of reason never got into this one, and I will never let her see this one because it's absolutely absurd. This is Rainbow Rangers on Nick Jr. Now, it's supposed to be an environmentalist show because the episode name of this Rainbow Rangers episode is called Tree Hugger and Turtle. Yeah. Okay, first off, this is an extremely annoying song, too. But it's a bunch of, it's a unicorn, a bunch of little girls that have different hair colors. Of course, they have the multicultural thing, all the different girls, I guess. All right, so this is the problem of the storyline for the first episode here. The 
So this one, the tree's falling in the forest and hurting the elk because someone's cutting down the trees. And for good reason. Someone is knocking down trees in their forest. That is highly damaging to the environment. You're right, Bibi. <laughs> and if the trees keep coming down, the elk and all the other forest animals could lose their home. Forever. Forever. So the story is to try and teach the people not to cut down the trees because it's hurting the environment of the precious elk. And that's really sad. Net hurting the environment. They're not even trying to be subliminal about this any longer. They're just blatantly saying, hey, this is bad, and we don't want you to do this. And I guess they had another episode about, like, oil and fracking and natural gas, and this one cutting down the trees and being a quote-unquote tree hugger, teaching the young children about, hey, tree hugging is good, cutting down trees is really, really bad. This really coincides with what a lot of the progressives love to do is just show the emotion and really just bring the tear to your eye about the environment. I remember in high school government class, we went on a field trip, and... We, on the way back, we were driving through, this was in Colorado, we drove through Breckenridge, which is the ski resort. And outside of town, there was a place where the forest rangers were cutting down trees because of beetle kill. Well, we drove through it. Our teacher's like, hey, let's do a detour and let's just show what the deforestation looks like sort of way. Drove through this area where there were just piles and piles of large trees laying on the side of the road. And students, I kid you not, in high school were bawling their eyes out on the bus because how dare we cut down the trees. Now, mind you, they were beetle-killed trees where they were dead already and we had to clean them out of the forest so the beetle kill didn't spread. But because the trees were dead laying on the side of the road, they bawled their eyes out because of deforestation and how terrible humans actually were. Probably because of cartoons like this. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming we have and the podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Thanks for enjoying with us today. Our cartoons becoming too politically driven, trying to get that point across. Now look, back in the day, all the way back in the day, if you remember, there was the way where we used to learn things was by storytelling by our ans- or by our elders to teach us lessons. And we would listen to those stories and we would do it in a fun way, but you would get a point across. You know, back in the day of like Hansel and Gretel or Rumpelstiltskin or some of the big stories, you know, that were classics. Then you would learn a lesson from them. Don't trust strangers, run away and have a little self-defense. That's really what all the stories were all about back in the day. But you would learn those lessons by learning about it in a fun way. And that's essentially what cartoons are supposed to be to some degree. But when you're teaching about ridiculous environmentalism or when you're trying to say that even cartoons that weren't trying to edu- trying to educate you in something, but just entertaining like the Muppets were, are now offensive. We're deeming things offensive as the fine things that aren't trying to brainwash you, and then you try and literally openly brainwash them and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're just trying to teach right and wrong here. It's weird. I've never seen anything like that before, and the fact that we've taken that just a little bit too far. Just a little bit too far. On the other front, here, here's what's trending today. What's trending today? So what's trending today is, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci with the CDC, Americans may have to wear masks until 2022. Wait a second. Hold on here. Wait a second. I thought that we were vaccinating everybody and everybody would have the vaccine by the end of this year. And if we had all the vaccine, then we would be able to hit the... Uh, what do they say, the herd immunity. We could have herd immunity. We wouldn't have to wear masks, and we could just go about our day because we just have the COVID-19 vaccine. Now in Kansas, there are roughly, they say, 65% of the population wants the vaccine, and the health department's losing their minds because we need up to about 70 to 80% to get the vaccine, so that way we could reach herd immunity. But right now, 65% of the population wants it, and they're like, we need to get that up. We need to educate more people. They're concerned about the virus. They're concerned about actually taking it. We need to figure out a way to educate them, so that way they're not scared of the virus any longer. But even with the vaccine, you get the vaccine, you still need to wear a mask. You may have to wear it through the end of 2022. Now, good news, and thank you, Dr. Anthony Fauci. You have saved my day, my friend. Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's very likely safe now for vaccinated family members to hug. Isn't that cute? You are fake news. No, 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 no. You're not fake news. You, my friend, are now able to hug your family members if you both, not just one of you, if both of you got the vaccine, you can now hug your family members. Thank you so much, Dr. Anthony Fauci. According to him during an interview, for example, if you vaccinated, if you're vaccinated and you have a member of your family vaccinated, someone who doesn't live with you, can you actually be with them without a mask? Can I sit down and give them a hug and things like that? And the answer is very likely, of course you can. Very likely. Not positive. Not 100%. But if you both get vaccinated, it's likely that you can go and sit down with a family member and give them a hug. I've been waiting my entire year for that because I have not given my family a hug in over a year because I needed Dr. Anthony Fauci with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention to tell me 
that I can now hug my family. So thank you, Dr. Fauci. I am now grateful for your wisdom and service. I can now go and hug my family because, by golly, well, no, that's right. I didn't get the vaccine. So I can't hug them yet. Uh, Sorry, not allowed to hug my family. Them nor I have gotten the COVID-19 vaccine, and therefore we can't hug each other because we will die if we don't if we uh, hug each other and don't have the vaccine. So there you are. The great words of wisdom from Dr. Anthony Fauci. You know what? I stopped listening to him a long time ago. When we shift gears, we'll come back at the bottom of the hour break. We'll talk about the Second Amendment. Missouri, what's the state of Missouri doing to become a sanctuary state for guns? And how do we go about it in other parts of the country? We'll talk about that and more when we come back for a Monday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you're listening to The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It is a Monday, the greatest day of the entire week, as we try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. As we're on really radio TV plus the live streaming, you can find us on social media, all of them at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com, which a reminder for you, the newsletter comes out next week for the beginning of the month. So make sure to sign up for that at HoosierReason.com. When you see the pop-up and says, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, heck yeah, I do. You sign up totally free. We're not going to spam you a whole lot either. Just a monthly email talking about the blog, the latest current events and issues. We'll have... Fun, like civic holidays for the upcoming month. We'll talk about what happened on the show this past month, what's going up in the next month. We're really excited about the Hoosier Media Network and what we're growing there as well. Super excited. I got a lot of drywalling and a lot of construction stuff done on the Hoosier Media Network studios over the weekend. So we're pumped. I actually see some progress and it's making me really happy. Real quickly before we shift gears here. So the offensiveness of cartoons. Uh, I've always told you I was born at the wrong time. I really this this age does not like do well for me. Not my age, but just like the generation right now, just the times that we're in, just don't do well for me right now. It's too stupid. We have apparently the Muppets that are insensitive and offensive, according to Disney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Then we have the tree-hugging cartoons for children. Then I just saw this over the break from MSN.com, that the movie Grease. Remember 1970s Grease with Elton John and Olivia, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Olivia Taylor, whatever. Uh, is misogynistic, sexist, and a bit rapey and calls for the movie to be banned. 
Greece is on really, it has a terrible message, doesn't it? Greece uh, stinks on so many levels. No plot, nothing interesting happens. And the message is pure misogyny. What? Again, don't you just drive you nuts with the things going on in today's age? At the same time, we have the Biden administration that's really continuing on the cancel culture that's driving everybody mad. And now he's shifting his gears from the environmentalist movement to let's see how many firearms that we can take away in today's What's Trending. What's trending today? And I'm excited to have on the program to talk about some of that on what we can do to counter these messages and more. As she is uh, a new joinee and writer for The New American and a graduate from Washington's iSchool out of Seattle, Washington, it's Annalisa Peshek with us here. Annalisa, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, Andy. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you very much. This is a an interesting, a concerning issue with them, they've always threatened to try and take away the firearms. Barack Obama was, I have to admit, really one of the best gun salesmen in the country whenever he talked about it. he, uh, To his credit, he never actually did much, but he threatened to take firearms away. Joe Biden, though, we're kind of talking about a whole other level of potential gun regulations and gun confiscation here, aren't we? Absolutely. And I, before we get into guns, I just wanted to make the comment about Greece that you <laughs> yes. have one hopelessly devoted fan here still of that of the uh the Grease film. I think it's a fabulous film and it's Olivia Newton John was Olivia Newton John, thank you. Olivia Newton John, yes, <laughs> yeah. but apparently it's misogynistic and sexist now. So the fact that you support it as a female, I don't know. I mean, now you're like, you know, going against your gender, I guess, in in, in society. <laughs> I'm gender bending. I yeah, I absolutely am. I there's nothing better than the one that you want. You know that that last scene when she really um changes her whole aura and becomes what he needs and what he wants and what she needs and it's perfect. It's a perfect film. It's so anybody who says film. otherwise is just wrong. Well, it's That's funny all. because it feeds into what we talked about earlier in the show with the Muppets how according to Disney the Muppets the Muppet show has apparently been deemed as offensive, and they're not banning it off of Disney now, but they are putting the disclaimer on it at the beginning, saying that it's extremely offensive for in, for for individuals, and only recommend adults watch the Muppets. Now, I'm trying to remember when it all the Muppets were offensive, except for maybe making fun of like Swedish people. I mean, outside of that, I don't know how it's offensive at all. <laughs> we still play the Muppets in our house, so. You know they haven't they, they haven't been successful a hundred percent, and I think that 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 can maybe be a segue into the gun conversation because they have tried, they are still trying, and they will continue to try. This is like a, a full-on assault of the Second Amendment, what we're seeing in, just in the last couple of weeks and and every day I check the news, I see a new headline talking about more gun control or Biden's plan for the future of disarming America. Um, so if we want to, you know, get into the gun gun talk, I can, I can definitely go there. I am not an expert on the topic. I've been writing about it for a few weeks now for the new American. Um, and I'm learning a lot in the process. Uh, it's all very interesting to, um, look at the situation from a woman's point of view. I, I, I want to talk about gender. Uh, this is probably the first time in my life I've thought about owning a gun. And I just think that everybody obviously has the right to own a gun and they should own a gun if they wish to own a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are in, in, in desperate times when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. 
we are in desperate times right now, and it's it's perfect for you to be talking about this issue because women are the largest growing demographic when it comes to firearm ownership in the country right now. I mean, concealed carry permits are going through the roof when it comes to f- uh, females because with the cancel culture that's going on just for uh, just what you believe in is already bad on social media. Then we hear about the justification of we want to rehabilitate instead of punish individuals who do harm. Crimes going through the roof with Antifa and Black Lives Matter across the nation. And as a woman going to the store or going out in public or having children with you, I mean, you're the most vulnerable and people are starting to wake up and realize that, which is why a lot of the gun purchases in the country right now are from females. Absolutely. And why most of these gun manufacturers are sold out and the ammunition is also sold out. I I was on a website the other day and it was just sold out, sold out, sold out. You know, I I heard Bill Wilson, who's a, um, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of his company. He's a big gun guy. And he was talking about this year, his company has seen the greatest increase of back orders that, that exceeded any of his, you know, highest selling years in history of his company. So, and those are just the back orders. So yeah, it's, it's, um, the numbers are, are really high and I, I don't see them going down anytime soon. I, I see people becoming more interested in learning how to shoot, how to train, um, what it, what you have to do to buy a gun. And now with the laws or legislation that's being, you know, attempting to be passed, all of that's going to, going to become much more difficult um, if anything does, you know, actually gain some momentum. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm speaking to like the, you know, the Sheila, uh, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee from the, the Democrat in Texas, who has some really quite radical ideas about uh, gun control. And one of the, the biggest ones is, is her idea to create, you know, this registry of every single American firearm uh, who owns a firearm is in this registry that and it, and it lists the make model of the gun, where the gun's stored in the house, um, who is the owner, and that was that would be public. So anybody could access it. So how are we preventing <laughs> people who don't um, own a gun who want to do crime, who want to, who want to do harm right. from going to any of any number of a, you know, law abiding citizens homes and breaking in or committing the crime to get the gun. Um, it's, it's just wild. Well, and it happens yeah, a lot. That's one example. You're right. It, yeah. it happens a lot too. I mean, they, they've interviewed a lot of just federal criminals who have done crimes related to guns and uh, close to like 80% of them, it was an illegal purchase of a firearm or it was a stolen firearm that they used. They never went and actually went through the process, did the background check, everything's hunky-dory, purchased the firearm legally, and then go and commit a crime. It just doesn't happen. And just like the war on drugs where it seemed to not work out too well because we found a black market, there's always going to be a black market for firearms. If someone wants to do something bad, they're going to find a way to do it, and they're going to find a way to get their hands on a firearm, uh, however means necessary, which is why places like Chicago that have gun bans have some of the highest crimes for gun-related activity in the country. That's right. That's right. And you think it would be common sense, as Biden likes to say, we need common sense gun laws. (laughs) So you think it would be common sense that in these states like uh, in Chicago and in, in L.A. and California where the gun control laws are very strict, and yet the crime rates are very high. And then even where I am in, in Seattle, 
where you you have these, you know, we're defunding the police and then the crime rate goes up and, oh, it must be the guns. It must be the guns um, that that are in the hands of the criminals and not, not that we're just defunding the police. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's it's a lot is happening in this area. And um, well, I mean, you're we you're in Seattle. About- I mean, you're in Seattle, which is a huge place. And we got to take a break in, in just about a minute so we can talk about Missouri in a second, what they're doing and other states that want to do the kind of the sanctuary Second Amendment zones as a state, which I think is a great idea. But I mean, what's the environment like in Seattle right now? Because I mean, after the whole like three month autonomous zone, are things getting any better there after their attack on police and just wanting to go as far left as possible? Well, I think they had a lot of fun during the snow, which was a, we had a historic snow here last week. Uh, the most snow in um, a couple of centuries, or not centuries, but in, in many decades. And the Antifa just went out and had a heyday with it. They like barricaded, I, I don't remember the, the buildings they barricaded, but they used the snow as a way to uh, to just wreak havoc, because that's what they do. Um, so it, it's, Seattle is not burning at the moment in in the literal sense, but it kind of is. Um, it's not it's not the city that I grew up in. I'm native to this to the city, and uh, I wouldn't walk downtown without um, pepper spray or mace or <laughs> or some. You know, you're just very aware of your your surroundings, and wow. I don't, that was not the case. You know, a decade ago. Sure. So, well, yeah, let's go ahead and Seattle take a break is- here. We're talking with Annalisa Peshik with the New American. A writer for the New American. When we come back, Missouri, what are they doing? As many states are looking at the sanctuary states for the Second Amendment, because you know why not take the guns away from law-abiding citizens and allow like Antifa and Black Lives Matter to have uh, the violence burning down private buildings and attacking people in the streets? I mean, come on, that's the Biden America, right? That's what we're all about. So we'll talk about what we can do to prevent some of that when we come back. Voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. 
Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the show. It goes by way too fast. Fastest hour of radio on radio. Radio plus the TV and live streaming, no matter where you may be, hanging out. Appreciate you today on a Monday. All over social media as well, HoosierReason.com. As we try to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Talking with Annalisa Peshik, talking about... Second Amendment. She is a writer for The New American. And as we talk about the importance of the Second Amendment going after, oh, by the way, I saw some comments on the social media. You can always leave a comment on any of the live streams. We have it on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, for sure, twitch.tv. You can find us on there, plus the Podbean live stream. Um, I had mentioned the comment about Biden's America with, with the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter. All that stuff literally happened under Trump. How is that Biden's America? Well, you know, they encouraged it on the other side of the aisle. And you had Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, that was bailing out those individuals after they beat someone to a pulp in the street and burned down a car dealership. And then, hey, let's do a fundraiser to bail them out of jail because of injustice and things. So uh, we have a left side of the aisle that wants to take the firearms away that we've talked about many times before, that want individuals to be so dependent and helpless on the government and then allow these individuals to cause havoc and wreak havoc in the streets. While we had years of saying, you know, uh, push out Trump supporters, push out Trump advocates, push out Trump elected officials, make sure to confront them in the street, make sure to let them know what's going on. We hate Donald Trump. And then, oh, wait, you guys are the evil domestic terrorists, the ones that are clinging to your Bibles and your guns. So, Annalisa, I mean, how do we fight this? And can we start coming back down to the state level? I know many states, I live here in Kansas, we love our firearms. You in Seattle, it's a little bit different story, but can we preserve the Second Amendment at these statewide levels right now? Well, I think that is the goal, and I think that uh, lawmakers are are really pushing for it, and these uh, Republican lawmakers are. And you mentioned that the left is, you know, has been building uh, these sanctuary cities and uh, autonomous zones. Well, the right is starting to do something similar with um, what we are calling the Second Amendment sanctuaries. Mm. And this movement kind of started in 2019, but it's it's really gaining uh, some traction now in states like Missouri, Wyoming, Arizona, um, South Dakota, are coming up with basically an example of nullification. You know, they're coming up with regulations that are opposing um, any federal action that infringes upon the citizens' right to keep and bear arms, which is protected by the Second Amendment. Um, you know, our, our God-given right is to keep and bear arms. The Second Amendment is just in place to ensure that that right's protected. Right. So there are states that are, you know, doing things. And, and I think the Missouri, uh, it's the Newton County Commission in Missouri that has recently passed this bill that's getting some uh, some press because it, it's very strongly worded, like the action they will take on federal agents if they try to impose these laws that are unconstitutional in the state of, in specifically in Newton County. So, like they can be arrested. This is what this is what the bill states that 
local law enforcement can arrest a federal agent if they try to impose what Newton County has deemed unconstitutional. Um, so yes, can we bring it down to the state level and uh, and and make sure that you know we are practicing nullification when it's the right thing to do? Absolutely, yes. Um, and I think that this is this is just one example. Um, I read actually in your state they're they're talking about a new law that has to um, where where the the Kansans right to carry. Uh, um, unconcealed, or what is it? Carry concealed. Sorry, yeah. carry concealed firearms elsewhere, like outside of the state. Yeah, they're so, tr- they're trying to reinforce the reciprocity here in the state because uh, yeah. others. If we acknowledge other people's concealed carry in the state of Kansas, then we want them to acknowledge ours as well, which we need a national reciprocity. So that way, if I travel to New York City, then I don't have to be vulnerable if I don't have my firearm with me, but I have my gun in Kansas, sort of thing. So if we have reciprocity nationwide, then that would be a huge big step. But you're right, nullification at the at the statewide level is, I think, a way to go to fight back on the Biden administration's agenda for a lot of different things, including the Second Amendment. So I'm really glad Missouri is actually doing that. Annalisa Peshik, uh, she's with The New American. You can visit them at newamerican.com. Annalisa, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate the time very much. we got to do this again here real soon. Okay, thanks so much, Andy. Absolutely. Take care. You as well. Appreciate that very much. We'll get you back on the show here again real soon. Until then, it's your show. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. Back at it all this week, we have a laundry list of awesome guests with us. We've got a lot of topics we need to cover because the news just don't stop, and neither do we. Podcast going up a little bit. Until then, it's The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Monday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.